Today on Quit the Build, Microsoft buys everything and the internet has opinions. Hey Brad, game pass me the salt. There was probably other news today though. IGN doesn't seem to think so. Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. What it do? You are listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno. And with me are the boys of QTB, our co-hosts, Nick and Brad. Oh, man. It is episode 86, which is my favorite number, by the way. There's a whole story behind that. Oh, yeah. But more importantly is we have got just a, a humdinger of a day. Probably one of the only times, the only time so far in the history of the show where we've only got one story to cover because we know darn well, based on the endless conversation we've been having today and the internet has been having today, um, that this this big story of the Activision Blizzard uh, acquisition uh, by Microsoft is, oh, boy, there's just so many things that we need to unpack, right, Brad? Woo! Yeah, and you know what? We'll be able to unpack more once they get loaded to that Game Pass, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I'm talking about as oh, well. That's not and of course, <laughs> yeah. And if you didn't hear last episode, of course, we are now live streaming our podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and we're even there on Twitter. If, you, if you're if you on YouTube or Facebook at uh, youtube.com slash quit the build or facebook.com slash quit the build, you are going to be able to join the live conversation. Uh, and be a part of the podcast and have your comments kind of inserted in. It's a really cool way that we're interacting with our viewers. We got Mr. Grove Games over here saying, now we're cooking. Yeah, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Thank What's you. On, Mr. Grove oh, Mr. Yeah. Grove Games coming in here. What it do? Cooking with gas, as they say, and uh, not the bad kind of gas. <laughs> The good kind. I've been waiting to use that one. It's got echoes in it and everything. But the big story today is what everyone's talking about. As Brad said in the pre-show, 68.7 million, billion, billion billion reasons to check out this episode. And wow, that is some news to wake up to. Am I right? Like... We, I woke up we, to a plethora of texts this morning from from these two Brad. guys, and I'm, yeah. they're just like, I can't wait to see what his response is. What's oh he gonna God. say? What's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? Oh man, that was so funny. I mean, uh, well, before we, yeah, when you go pray ahead. to the podcast gods when you want to have a good topic for an episode on the day of recording, and this thing breaks this morning. I mean, I was giddy. I was, I couldn't stand not waiting and sending you guys all of the articles I could find, all bits of information. Yeah. I was, oh, I was yeah. so ready. We've had slow news weeks before, and this will not be one of them. Uh, it's a one and done for sure. Before we jump into it, today's big story is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Guys, you know, the internet is the cornerstone these days of our media consumption. Uh, from digital gaming to podcast live streams, for example, and nowadays it's easier than ever for your data to be tracked or even hacked. ExpressVPN is the all-in-one package for your desktop, smartphone, and even modem that will level up your privacy and ensure 
ensure that what you see and do online is anonymous in a world that wants nothing more than to get in your business. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash QTB. Learn how you can get three months free. What a deal. Yeah, that's Find nice. out. Get you some information. That's right. Again, you can go to tryexpressvpn.com slash QTB. The link is in the show notes, guys. Without further ado, boy, we have got all manner of, of things that we really need to break down in this story. And of course, I think that the best way for us to start things off is going to be just with the actual press release that we've received from Microsoft, uh, stating that they have acquired Activision Blizzard to bring the joy and community of gaming to everyone across every device. And of course, here is another one of their, their snappy uh, pictures there. Hey. You know, we, <laughs> we talk about Activision Blizzard all the time, but don't forget about King there at the end, the mobile game provider of, oh, I don't know, a little something called Candy Crush Saga. Right. Remember that game? Wow. Yeah, this is this is definitely a, a flex, right? We've got a, a picture here of, of Overwatch, Diablo, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush, and StarCraft, just to let you know that these are the IPs that Xbox now owns in this Activision Blizzard takeover, and that's that's just going to be added to the Bethesda library, right? Well, I was going to say, you want to talk about a flex, Bruno? This was an all-cash purchase at a premium. <laughs> Microsoft just wow. said, no, we, we, we got it in our bank. We're going to pull it out. We'll write you a check. $68.7 billion <laughs> yeah. valued at 95 a share, which How is it? incredible. Do you think they came in with briefcases, like steel briefcases? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of $100,000 briefcases, my man. <laughs> yeah, hand, hand, handcuffs attached to the briefcases. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that, Brad, because, yeah, they did pay a premium. So before market opening, um, they the, the price of Activision Blizzard was sitting somewhere around like the mid 60s. It even after the news of this broke, Activision Blizzard surged 30% in just about one day and closed out today at uh, as of this recording at uh, $82, okay? So even with wow. that 30% jump, they're still paying way more. They're paying $95 per share. That's how confident they are of the value of this. So you're right, they absolutely did did pay a premium. And I mean, this story and like we said, this really is going to be what we're talking about today because there's so many many ways that you can dissect this about not only, you know, the actual, you know, the facts that what what is actually happening here, but also the implications and even, you know, what, what does the response need to be? What's the rebuttal need to be for not even just Sony, but even Nintendo and just the, the gaming space as a whole as as Xbox and Microsoft continue to consolidate, you know, this this incredibly powerful generation that they've been having console generation, uh, unlike anything that we've really ever seen before. So the actual story, uh, of course, the news broke uh, this morning that, yeah, they are purchasing outright, like you said, Brad, right, in, in an all-cash transaction. That is unbelievable. They've got $68.7 billion laying around. It's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like Die Hard, the bonds, you know, in the vault. It's, uh, <laughs> Just walk them over. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, of course, uh, major iconic franchises now are, when once this deal closes, will be in, in Microsoft's control, like Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and of course, even those mobile games on the King's side. In addition to global esports activities through Major League Gaming, the MLG, of course, one of the big uh, streamers and providers of Call of Duty competitive content. So, I mean, without further ado, let's just jump right into it, Bruno. I know that you are uh, a big proponent of of Game Pass, probably the, uh, the the most outspoken ambassador and just kind of the the, the Xbox guy. Yeah. What were your uh, uh, initial reactions, your hot takes when you first read this article? 
I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for this. First of all, it, it, I, the first thing I thought about, honestly, the first thing I thought about was a few weeks ago, there was an article that came out that said something about or that Xbox was very aware of the their business dealings with Activision CEO, um, uh, Bobby Kotick and and everything that was going on with with Activision and that kind of scared me back then because I was thinking to myself well maybe they really are going to put a kibosh on this this deal you know this essentially this relationship with Activision and say you know moving forward we're not going to host any more of your games because of what's going on in your company and in reality they decided to buy the company so it was like hey we know more than you do don't worry about it because you know, we'll take care of it. And that's exactly what happened. So for me, looking at this from a Game Pass perspective, somebody who's always been a, uh, on the Xbox train, not saying I don't love PlayStation, but if you are PlayStation, you gotta be having a little bit of emotional damage. <laughs> because oh, this man. is not, <laughs> this is going to hurt moving forward. PlayStation is just trying to keep up with the game. Game Pass, right? And now you've got to throw in this acquisition, and and PlayStation owners are still getting over the Bethesda acquisition. They're still angry about that. We're, you know, am I ever going to get to play Fallout again? You know, what about the 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 next iteration of this game? And so, for for this to happen is just a huge, huge karma coming back to PlayStation, especially Retribution for two thousand. 15 when Sony decided to snatch up uh, Call of Duty Esports and pull that from its native Xbox platform and force pro players to switch over to PlayStation just because they acquired the Esports right to this. This is retribution to the full extent and I'm here for it. I'm ready and <laughs> Wow. On that Excited. note. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I got to say, if I'm just talking first impressions, I know we're going to get into the details. We're going to go into implications, what this means for Microsoft, what this means for Sony. But when I first saw that this morning, when I think of first impressions, you think of things, you know, moments in history or, or events that change the landscape of something for mm. for the for the for the next 10, 15, 50 years. Right. Potentially. This feels seismic in terms of what's how it's going to impact the gaming industry. Like you just look at the deal that happened in the second half of 2021 and even the Bethesda deal recently, this one just said, Microsoft said, hold my beer. I'm going to go right. out and just blow <laughs> yeah, these Guys. out of the water. <laughs> the freaking second week of January, okay? Take it down a notch. We're not ready for this. It's a, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. Right. It's not even the new fiscal year yet for them. Right. Like, it's it's absolutely absurd. So, so just thinking about that, though, and you look at the, the graphic we showed earlier on that first Microsoft article and you see the way they presented it with Xbox, with Activision, Blizzard, King, and these iconic titles of games that have such a following, that to me, when you that's a first impression image, a first impression visual of what's to come of this deal, of this acquisition. And that, I mean, simple, effective, impactful, you go, wow, those titles are now under the Xbox, umbre Xbox umbrella. 
Like that, that alone, just you're like, let alone thinking about the future potential of what can be created. Uh, but this alone right here, you're like, man, all of this is now going to be accessible in the game pass. Like it's a proponent of, uh, so I'll give Bruno credit here. He was a, a, a first supporter of the game pass, the concept, what it meant, what it could be. And these acquisitions are now a quick way of expanding that and the player base significantly because yep. all of these people who are playing these games now will want to get the game pass to not only ex- continue to experience these but the the library that Xbox already offers there. So first impressions, seismic seismic event in the gaming industry that's going to have implications as we go through 2022. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. And and to double down really on what you were saying earlier about, you know, Microsoft saying, uh, "Hold my beer." I mean, you really aren't kidding because or hold hold the beer inside my uh, Xbox Series X mini fridge I guess would be <laughs> yes. more appropriate for you guys because again I, I want to take this back to we looked at this Wikipedia article last week and it's already been updated and it was uh, it had already been updated the last week because it was breaking news when we had reported it last week that uh, of course uh, Take-Two Interactive had purchased mobile games company Zynga mm. which at the time was the largest video game deal you know ever penned at, yeah. at 12.7 billion dollars and at I mean, that was already about 50% over the previous record of the Tencent acquisition of Supercell. But then they just come out of the gate with $68.7 billion. I mean, look, this is a this is a list of all of the deals that have ever been ever been come to come to at least, you know, finalization when this is pending, of course, but uh, that, that are in excess of $1 billion. Okay. And you look at this list, we looked at it uh, last week. It's a lot of big name developers purchasing mobile studios, right? Tencent buying out Supercell or uh, Electronic Arts buying out Glue Mobile, right? The list goes on. Activision buying King right there, 2015. And now Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard and just completely, <laughs> completely trumps them. And I mean, this is, uh, the numbers speak for themselves, right? You know, right now we're talking about the facts and, and what this means. And not only is this going to mean, you know, that they are getting their slice of the pie for existing franchises, but we already know, and, and it was made very clear by Phil Spencer in the initial press release, that once this deal is finalized, they will be able to provide as many games as possible that are a part of Activision Blizzard on Game Pass. That doesn't mean they're going to magically have, you know, World of Warcraft or any of those, you know, or Starcraft or anything like that. Overnight, it does open up that. And when we we get into the implications, we can talk more about that. But of course, you're going to have a lot of the existing library, right? Like, uh, you know, we're we're not just talking Call of Duty, you know, we're talking a lot of the IPs that they've acquired over the years, like uh, Spyro the Dragon, Crash Mm. Bandicoot, which by the way, you know, you talk about big name Sony exclusives yeah, back really? in the day. Wow. The original PlayStation was marketed off the back of Lara Croft and, and Crash, Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot. Yep, Crash I remember Bandicoot. the, yeah. the I remember the commercials vividly. There was literally a guy dressed up in a Crash Bandicoot suit that stood outside of the Nintendo offices and was screaming at them through a bullhorn, you know, to say like what's your move? Like Nintendo, like, you know, yeah. we yeah. we're we're bold and brown. <laughs> And so to see something like this from, you know, the essentially the proprietors of Crash and Spyro, the things that made you want that console, right? Back in the day, you know, Mario sold consoles for, for Nintendo, still does to this day. And, and back when PlayStation first released, how they got kids on the PlayStation train, because it was very much a, a more of a, an adult console 
console. There were a lot of adult games, especially compared to Nintendo 64, but you throw PlayStation in the mix, right? And the only thing they really had to to entice uh, kids was Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. Fast forward to today, and it's in the hands of Xbox. Not something I ever thought I would see, really, honestly. It's been perceived and, and can be argued that Xbox and Microsoft have been trailing in the console war now, generation to generation. I think this tips the scale the other way. Like, I, I honestly do. This is a power move by Microsoft, strengthening the Xbox brand, the Game Pass, and it really puts them in a really, really strong position as they've just launched their next generation consoles and what that could bring going forward. So again, you know, I know we'll talk about Sony a little bit later, but this is this is a, a tremendous seismic power move by Microsoft. And it, it, it you could tell by what was on the internet today that the live reactions, the the quick takes, people there was a, the there memes. was a giddiness. There was there was memes. <laughs> there was giddiness. There was excitement. I mean, when was the last time you felt you felt this buzz about something? Like seriously? Yeah. Yeah, you're not kidding, man. I mean, especially when you are uh, someone that is in the Xbox ecosystem, you have to get excited about it. We've talked yep. so many times um, about just the the unbelievable value proposition that Game Pass is bringing. Which, by the way, as a part of this press release, they also announced that they have passed the 25 million subscriber mark for wow. Game Pass. So Crazy. just right there, you know, multiply that by 15 and you're talking big bucks, right? Over $300 million every month that they're bringing in in revenue. And that's not counting, you know, game purchases. That's not counting any kind of DLC or battle pass add-ons that a lot of these game uh, you know, publishers are adding on to the things that they put onto Game Pass, which is a very strategic move. I mean, there's just, there's so many different ways that you can dissect this. And I want to reiterate, just, just to kind of recap, because Microsoft has done so much in the last like five years. This article here from, well, if I can get rid of this pop-up, this article from uh, PCGamer.com showing every game and studio Microsoft now owns, of course, updated uh, pending the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Of course, they own Zenimax Media, right, which gives them the rights to so many games from Fallout to the upcoming Starfield game that we know is now going to be a console exclusive, which, by the way, if I, if I were a PlayStation fan right now that is a fan of Call of Duty or is a fan of any of those IPs that you would think that cross-platform is the way to go. I think that Starfield being signaled to be a, a right, it's Bethesda's first new IP in a very, very long time, like double-digit years. For that to be already, we already know that's going to be an Xbox exclusive. The best take I read on that on Twitter is nobody is spending $68 billion to produce games for other consoles. Yep. So I think there's going to be some major, major heartbreaking news on, on the Sony side of things if you're somebody that is reliant on that ecosystem and haven't made the jump to Xbox. Again, that's speculation and we'll talk more about that later, but let's let's just look at the facts, right? So Activision Blizzard, we already know. So yeah, Call of Duty, Diablo, Hearthstone, Overwatch, StarCraft, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, right? Yay. And even the kind of dormant franchises like Guitar Heroes. You own X um, and Games, even... Mo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, of course, Rare, right? They, they acquired Rare, which uh, brought a lot of those franchises over like Banjo-Kazooie, Sea of Thieves, and Battletoad, 343 Industries, of course, Halo, we know that. Gears of War from the Coalition. Oh, yeah. Mojang, of course, at right Minecraft is that that speaks for itself. Ninja Theory, Playground Games, Undead Games. I mean, the list goes on yep. and on and on. Discord, they didn't get that's one of the ones in red. <laughs> they, they rejected <laughs> I tried the bid. To buy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's okay. But see, that's the you know what I mean? That's twelve billion dollars 
$10 that was better spent towards Activision because Discord was just going to be something that was added along to the to the ecosystem, right? Like it was just another thing to to include in the Xbox game sphere. I don't think it was is game breaking as something like a, a deal of this magnitude because like we're going to talk about regarding uh um PlayStation owners, the the two options you have now are either get an Xbox or get a PC. That's those are your choices. Like, you know, Xbox has been dedicated to trying to bring all of these games um to to uh you know PC it's it's likely that they'll continue that that idea but uh you know for the most part you got to realize that if you don't have either a PC or an Xbox it's going to be a bad time in the future for you if you're a fan of one of these IPs well you know like we said a big part of this uh this new live streaming thing that we're doing is we get to incorporate those uh, viewer comments got a lot of people chiming in first of all we've got uh we got Terry saying hi hi Terry going on Terry <laughs> what's Terry? going on Terry. Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Grove Games is saying the great game company consolidation is underway. What's next? Mm. And I think that's a really important take, you know, and we're going to be talking about the implications on what it means for the gaming industry kind of as we go through this and in our, in our next part of this, this coverage. But I mean, it, it is so interesting because this is a new era of games that, that Microsoft really is kind of forcing into existence, right? They are the dominant force with these acquisitions really on the, on the Sony side. All that we've seen is the, the the studios that were already producing exclusives for them eventually got bought by them, surprising no one, right? This is this is breaking news. Nobody saw this coming. I remember when the rumors were going around that the next company they bought was going to be Ubisoft. And hey, maybe they did put an offer out there and we just yeah. don't know about it. But I mean, the internet was very skeptical. Myself included was very skeptical of that, thinking, man, could they, could they really pull something like that off? Um, you know, ZeniMax's value right now at about $7.8 billion. And then you look at uh, things like, yeah, we got uh, Ubisoft at $7 billion. So about about even um, in terms of the, the market value of that company, if they were to buy it for, you know, what that, that estimated stock value uh, would, would put it at. But it is very interesting because it seems like even though, you know, Mr. Grove Games, to your point or your question, even though it seems like we're in the great game consoli- company consolidation, mm-hmm. it seems like Microsoft is the only one willing to actually do it. No one else wants to follow in their footsteps or at least can't mobilize quickly enough oh it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna happen i if you i mean if you want my opinion on the the matter uh we we had talked about this uh today earlier through our chat and we basically you know slated that playstation's uh essentially mo is is not centered around this idea it's centered around their own uh exclusive titles and games so they're not looking to to acquire any of these any of these big companies and the only thing they have left the only thing that's really out there in my opinion that's worth putting out money for is something like Grand Theft Auto you know uh, uh, we got a comment from Russell Hansen he said what do you guys think PlayStation could 
could do to even try to compete with this. Uh, I think that's it. It's it's Grand Theft Auto. And and I got news for you. I don't think they're going to sell to be an exclusive game because they're raking in too much money as it is with, with Grand Theft Auto Online. With the amount of money that they've brought in, what was it, $6 billion last year, Nick? Something like yeah, that? I mean, the, the, the news with that, that I had read, that the interesting way to kind of break it down was that uh, GTA 5 is generating $2.5 million every day just in DLC and, and new uh, you know, shark card purchases and game, in-game microtransactions and new sales of the game by yeah. itself. And that's before they released the major uh, the major update there with uh, Dr. Dre. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, like how how on earth can you take something like Take-Two and and say, yeah, you know, your, your biggest cash cow, we're going to throw so much money at you that you are going to just take less profits because we <laughs> yeah, don't like no. Xbox? Like, I... <laughs> Yeah, not gonna we'll, happen. We'll, <laughs> not gonna we'll happen. crunch the numbers because when we get to the the kind of the Sony portion of this of this uh, episode, um, there are some very sobering statistics there with just the stock values and the way they've been shifting around so violently just in the last twenty four hours. But I mean, it, as far as you were concerned, Brad, I mean, I, I want to get your take as well. When you know you first saw the news, right? Like, what was your immediate thought? What what went through your mind besides texting you guys or get, like getting it uh, getting out in the network in the community? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's been a long time. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I, I have, I, I, it makes me want to explore the game pass because I, I, I have limited time, but now with all of this coming, it, it really now it expands, it expands my ability to game and not be reliant on one or two games as my core core, de- like my core games that I play consistently. I feel like I'm can now rotate each night or how frequently I play onto something new. Like it's going to be fresh content every day of premier titles premier titles not just right yeah you know you know like substantial titles that i can go back and forth between and i'm only paying what 15 bucks a month and i get to have yeah. access to all of these like yeah that concept and that like it, it's mind-blowing like i just like again like i said i haven't been this excited about br- this breaking news in the gaming industry in quite a while right you know well, i feel like it's kind of repetitive the new consoles are going to come out in a couple years there's some new games a couple new ips nothing seismic this is is this is big yeah no i i completely agree i think that you know when looking at something like this and seeing the magnitude of a deal like this there's you know little that you can do to really steal the spotlight in a a situation like this and i i saw i saw a message to dara like a a marketing thing today from playstation it was like a sponsored ad and it was like editor's choice of the games that they have on you know editor's choice for this games that you should play on PlayStation. And the only notable game on there was like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just no, that's, like, uh, that's cross platform. Yeah, that's even on Switch. Yeah. Exactly. So you know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of like you know what what's going on with with the gaming sphere. I know a lot of people are hesitant about something like this because they don't understand you know economics and they don't understand like we're going to be talking about the implications, all of the implications of this. But uh, you know, it's 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 said and done. 
Well, and, and, and to say this, I mean, this shows you that Microsoft is serious, right? Mm. I mean, we talked about potential deals in the past that did or did not happen. And you look at this, the size of the deal, the value, all cash offer, that means they're serious and they're strategic, right? And we're going to get mm. into that. Like, this is not just a, there's the face shock value of it, right? But then you really, as we get into here, there's, there's strategic reasons for this purchase beyond the tiles that we saw on that first picture. So this tells me first impression, Microsoft is serious about their game, Xbox Game Pass and the future of what gaming looks like for the gaming world. So, well, Brad, I'll tell you what else is serious. It's serious how much we love our Patreon supporters. Oh, there it is. Oh, Oh, my goodness. They said it couldn't be done. That was easy. That was softball. (laughs) Slow pitch. I've had to bail you out of some weirder segues, that's for sure. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, speaking of which, yeah, our Patreon supporters, thank you as always to Nick Nick, Epic Capture Productions, The Dudist Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, and Mr. Grove Games. Hey, you out there on the interwebs. If you would like to directly support our network and all of the amazing content that we produce in-house, that is the best way to do it at patreon.com slash quit the build. Uh, tiers start as low as $2 per month, but for that $5 per month price, you are going to get a shout out on each and every new episode of Quit the Build and Gotta Watch. So for our nostalgia bot, we're doing two episodes this month. We just published our episode on PBS Kids shows from the Magic School Bus to Brad's personal favorite, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Hey. You're going to want to stick around for that episode, so be sure to subscribe today. Yeah! The kids love it. Brad loves it. Oh, I love Bill, it. Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill Nye, the science guy. Oh, man. Bill. Science rules. That's Bill, right. Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> you couldn't get that on oh, the soundboard, Bruno? Come on. Bill, 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 Bill. There he doesn't go. need it. He doesn't need it. Oh, man. You know, he can just make it on the spot. You should have heard him earlier doing the Nickelodeon guts thing. Oh, do it. Do man. it. Do it. Do it. Do, 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 do you have it? Ducks. Do, 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 do you have it? Mr. Grove Games <laughs> throwing the shout out to Bruno. Soundboards in overdrive. <laughs> what a do. What a do. That's right, man. But you, Nick, you're right. Talking about implications, and I started to make that comment here right before we thanked our lovely Patreon Patreon members. You know, this deal for Microsoft really, you know, well, I think plays a key role in the development of what's to come across the platforms, right? I mean, not only is this for Xbox Game Pass, but for mobile and even the future of the metaverse right? This has serious Mm. implications across the board. So I'm curious to get your and Bruno's take, like, where do you think this has the most potential, the most implications going forward? So I think the best way for us to kind of break it down is to really go into this fantastic article that I found uh, from, uh, that's not, you're not the article. Hold on. Let's, uh, let's actually bring it up here. I am the article. I am the, I am the declaration. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, live technical difficulties. We'll edit and post, but not on the live stream. But yeah, this article from uh, over at Polygon.com, it talked about the five issues that Microsoft faces in its uh, in its acquisition of Activision Blizzard. There's a lot of kind of aspects of this that are, are very much an interesting thing because remember, it was not too long ago, right? Just a month or so that we were really ne- knee deep and we still are to this day with all of the scandals that have been following Activision Blizzard and specifically Bobby Kotick and all the leadership there that a lot of it has been cycled out, but Bobby's still there, you know, with all of those those, those workplace uh, harassment lawsuits that have been popping up of just a, a very toxic culture within the workplace there. And you're right, Bruno, it is it is so funny in, in a way because they were saying so much. And I remember I remember Phil Spencer saying himself that we're closely monitoring the yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
very closely because they are buying them. Yeah, right. Um, you know, but you gotta you gotta wonder if that actually devalued it a bit. Like I'm thinking about it mm. now, right? Like maybe this deal mm. was very much in the works, and we could have been closer to a hundred billion. And then all of a sudden, now even though it's still a premium based off the stock, the current stock price this morning, I wonder if that impacted the negotiations a little bit. You gotta wonder. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, I think that that the the premium price they paid for it is definitely uh, an interesting thing about the bargaining table and that Microsoft is willing to just swing for the fences uh, to make to make something like this happen because they understand the long-term implications. But so yeah, this article kind of breaking down some of the big ones. And I mean, Bobby Kotick will get to, but I want to get this one out of the way now because I know Bruno, you especially kind of have some insights into this, um, which is on the antitrust side, right? Because a lot of people are already saying, oh, well, it's going to get shut down um, in the courts because lawyers are going to come and, and basically try and, and say that this merger is too large and try to prevent it from happening. What's your take on that? It's not going to happen. There's no way. I mean, if you look at the, I mean, just if you look at the ecosystem of brands in general, and you realize that there's just a handful of brands that own everything, you know, like PepsiCo, you know, all the, all the big name Johnson and Johnson, all these big companies that own these smaller companies, you realize that there's no way they're going to be hit with an antitrust law here. And to further drive that home, there are two other systems that have their own IPs that will never ever essentially go into the hands of Xbox without some something crazy happening. Like there's never going to be, you know, a Mario on an Xbox unless some modder out there gets gets his hands on one, right? Like the idea is that that Nintendo has such a strong catalog of IPs and games that they're willing to, you know, showcase that they're not going to look at this and say, yeah, they're 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 a monopoly. They own everything. Like no. And to for, you know, to you know, any lawyer could see the fact that they're not limiting you in return of of just purchasing an Xbox, you can buy a PC as well. So, I would I would argue that PlayStation owners can can fall like I said they can fall into two categories. They can fall into the category of saying, you know, I concede, I'm a console owner for life and I'm I'm just going to switch over to Xbox, right? That might be one one thing that they do. A more realistic thing is probably going to be I'm going to remain a PlayStation loyalist and then get it get a PC. You know what I mean? I'm going to switch to PC gaming, which doesn't hurt hurt Microsoft either way because you're playing that on a Windows device. You know what I mean? Through the <laughs> through the Xbox Game Pass sphere of games they own. So who the hell cares, you know, if if they choose to to stick it to Xbox because they're not ultimately sticking it to Xbox. Xbox will get their payday. Microsoft will get their payday through these acquisitions and through the ecosystem that they've set up with you know the PC and and Xbox hybrid. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Brad? Yeah, this is just Microsoft Disneying the gaming industry, right? Exactly. I mean, if Disney can acquire Fox, there's no reason why Microsoft or Xbox can't acquire Activision. 
Blizzard. There's no reason why they can't. And, and, and to your point about the whole, you know, benefiting Microsoft either on the console or the PC side, I think that plays into exactly what, you know, I look at a quote from Phil Spencer, you know, the CEO of Microsoft Gaming. He said, together, we will build a future where people can play the games they want virtually anywhere they want. So that tells you it could be console, it could be PC, it could be metaverse, it could be AR, VR. I think the and the uh, possibilities are endless. And I think, I, so I, I agree with you. I don't think there's anything from a, a trade commission standpoint that's really going to hold this deal from going through. I think oh, I yeah. think it's, it, it, yes, the, the sticker shock value of the price is crazy when you look at, as we compared earlier, all the other deals uh, chronologically in the gaming industry thus far. But there's nothing that would say if Disney can acquire Fox, th- th- this will go through no problem. Yeah, yeah. the numbers don't lie that showing that that acquisition of, of Disney purchasing Fox was a $71.3 billion deal. Had no problem getting through. So yeah, I mean, literally in terms of the monetary value was of the deal, this was larger. Well? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that, I don't know, man. That's a flex so I'm telling well. you, it's That's gangster, gangster. Yeah. All cash deal. And you know no, they're, they're making that That obvious. was all in Mickey Mouse, uh, Mickey Mouse, uh, you know, uh, stuffed animals. <laughs> That's right. Disney, Disney dollars, bucks. Disney yeah. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Redeemable uh-huh. at any one of their six parks. <laughs> yeah, that'll get you a, a, a bag of popcorn and maybe some Mickey Mouse. I want some churros. Oh, the churros are where it's at, man. You're not kidding. They're getting rid of the fast pass. That's what I hear. Oh man, They're trying to change out like how they do it. Like it's it's not working anymore. But this but, isn't yeah. about Disney. <laughs> no, it's not. Of course, yeah. We're talking about the five the five big reasons here from this article that they face in in, in this acquisition. And I want to kind of keep going down this list because I think it's a great way to kind of talk about what the implications are. Because I think I think despite this this crazy amount of money that they're flinging around, there's some work that needs to be done on Microsoft and Phil Spencer's end to kind. Kind of rebuild confidence in in Activision Blizzard, right? So the number two on this list of things that they're kind of inheriting is a toxic workplace, right? Yeah. That you have uh, allegations of uh, allegedly criminal behavior. Don't forget, we have that that lawsuit that's been brought forth by the state of California. Um, we've had the walkouts from employees. We've had esports sponsors withdrawing their support. Um, several resignations, of course, just there on the Game Awards, right? We had the uh, the very very uh, specific, but not specific uh, kind of monologue that Jeff. Keeley gave about equality and in, in both the gaming workplace and in the gaming space as well, right? And and promoting uh, you know inclusivity uh, when you're both playing games and creating games and just the culture all around it. So I, I think this is going to be a big challenge because you know yeah, Activision Blizzard threw some money at it and and settled a lot of those complaints, but I think that that those scars are really going to remain. I mean, it was just like I said a month or so ago that really all of 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 the gaming media space us included, really came out and said, you know, enough is enough. There needs to be changes made at the top. And as far as we know right now, as far as Bobby Kotick is concerned, uh, we know he's currently the CEO of Activision Blizzard. But what remains unknown is what's actually going to happen when this deal goes through and we get into the fiscal year of 2023. So I guess my question is, and the the topic that I think we need to address is, and I'll I'll start with you, Brad, do you think that Bobby is going to be able to coexist in, in this this new space, especially with a Microsoft that, in my personal opinion, puts a heck of a lot more value on on you know zero tolerance for these types of uh, of, of toxic workplace practices. Well, I'll preface this with that I do work in a corporate environment, and I will tell you this: he's gone. That that had to be part of the negotiation. That had to be a part of the deal. That at the point of when this is fully turned over, uh, Microsoft will absorb a lot of those assets and resources and people, but he will not be one of them. As you yeah. said, uh, a court the the 
corporate environment, an inclusive culture that appreciates diversity and, and, f- and fosters inclusion starts from the top. And I think the quickest way that you can set a new expectation with the people who are coming into your company is by identifying and removing the source of what could have driven a lot of that that culture, that 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 negative culture. So for me, I think that 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 needs to be a critical move. If 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 Bobby stays on, you wonder you wonder what that would. I feel like that's just going to create a lot of apprehension for folks. It's like, well, we got bought out, but we're not really changing, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, it's we're getting a uh, an external facelift, but internally we're still the same the same thing. And I think that won't bode well for the longevity of the people who are coming in from Activision and Blizzard into Microsoft and wanting to play their role and play a part in building the future, right? This is a cohesive, it's an acquisition, but it's a merging of talent to build and foster something new for the future. And I think you have to look at where you can trim and remove the the combative or the, the toxic elements of what you're acquiring and remove that at the beginning in order to be successful in the long term. So that's my take. I don't know. What do you think, Bruno? I think there's already rumors of him stepping down, um, you know, from CEO and or as the CEO. Um, and I think that that's, you know, it's it's unconfirmed right now. But I think that's honestly what we'll see. I think he'll just step down. Um, and I agree. I think that this was probably a part of the deal. And it was the first thing that people kind of thought about after the shock wore off a little bit. The first thing was like, well, hey, what about this guy? Like, you're going to get rid of him? Like, and you're right. If there's not changes made initially regarding the, you know, the management, then how do we expect anything to change? And I think that Xbox wants to be on everyone's good graces. I think we've seen that from Xbox these past couple of years. You know, we we talk a lot about the the console wars and, and you know, PlayStation's better or Xbox is better or, or whatever. You know, when we all know that Nintendo's the best, right? I mean, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're secretly winning. Yes. They're secretly winning, you know. No, but, uh, you know, honestly, the Xbox has been trying to, uh, you know, congratulate PlayStation on everything that they've done. Nintendo as well. Phil Spencer has been doing the same thing. They're really trying to change this narrative on, on uh, Xbox versus PlayStation. PlayStation. And I think that old, you know, adage that we had in the 90s of like, suck at Nintendo, PlayStation's better. <laughs> like, that's going by the wayside. And I think we're all realizing that it, it's best to just game in general. As much as I hate on PlayStation, you know, I still want to play the games that they have and, and the exclusives that they have. That's not going to change. And and it's not going to change gamers' opinions on, on, on what they want to play either. So I think that this acquisition is something that, you know, it's it's really going to draw a line in the sand for a lot of PlayStation owners. Th- this is going to be a moment where they're going to probably jump ship or look at other alternatives like PC gaming or Xbox, you know, grabbing an Xbox console if that's something that they prefer. Because, you know, as much as you want to say PC gaming is the master race, it's still uh, isn't as affordable as a console, you know, even with the 
the jacked up prices of of scalpers right now, which yeah. by the way, they're coming down. You know, if you're trying to get yourself a PlayStation, I think you can get one for six fifty now. So the price of a PlayStation is going down. Yeah. The price of Sony's stock is going down. <laughs> and it was it was a bloodbath today. Segway. We'll get into that <laughs> in the last portion. Now I do want to point out a great uh, a great take here from Mr. Grove Games. So he said he'll be there to sign the paperwork, meaning Bobby Kotick, and then bye bye Bobby. We can hope. Yeah, like you were saying, Bruno, there are conflicting reports that are coming out right now. I know the Wall Street Journal reporting that essentially once the, the deal has been penned, that he'll be out, but other other people are saying not not so much. I'm sure we'll get a clearer picture, but I, they're probably going to play that close to the vest. Um, that That's nothing new in, in, in the corporate world. There's going to be a, a pre-negotiated exit, and he's going to do just fine. Now, there is... Yeah, go ahead, I was going to say, you know they vetted that. They had to have assessed that internally before this, this was even made public about this deal going through, right? And I mean, they look yeah. at that, they already start to fish out higher levels of management, you know, uh, hierarchies and organizational charts to really see how that merger will go and who's going to stay and who's going to go, right? And, and you know, Bobby and, and, and the higher management have 68.7 billion reasons why walking away is not going to be that difficult, right? It's been <laughs> said already that one of the reasons why they sought this buyout in the first place was because of all the controversy that had come to light with this 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 lawsuit from the state of California. So really, I think that they're, they're looking at it from a, a business perspective of it's a chance to clean the slate in the grandest way possible, right, of this massive buyout and say, okay, well, now Activision has to report to Microsoft, so there's more accountability. I actually think it works. It's a very expensive way to do it. Um, but of course, if you're on on the Activision side, you're, you're making out like a bandito. So now one other aspect of this that I think we need to address before we move on, and that's going to be Blizzard, because it's not just the issues with Activision before all of those stories started popping up. I mean, Blizzard has been it absolutely through the ringer in the last I'd say six months, right? They have had a terrible time of things with the terrible release of the Warcraft 3 uh, Reforged thing they did where they basically took all the existing copies of, of Warcraft 3 and said you can't play that anymore, you have to play this new version of the game and the new version sucks um, Diablo 4 being stuck in development hell, of course the infamous don't you have phones Diablo mobile game <laughs> moment My um, favorite that, moment in gaming, Nick Yeah, and Overwatch <laughs> 2 that has been little more at this point in time than just their way of saying, oh, we messed up. Yeah, here's Overwatch 2. Yep, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, have a trailer, even though we don't have any gameplay. And so, you know, besides StarCraft 2, there really hasn't been a whole lot. You know, they're, they're still kind of doubled down into the World of Warcraft space, but we haven't seen a whole lot out of Blizzard, especially on the console side. And so I think there's going to be a, an uphill battle that they have to face where they're going to have to really take a look at the Blizzard side of Activision Blizzard and say, what are you guys doing? I, I think that's been very beneficial for uh, Zenimax or Bethesda in this case, with them having someone to kind of crack the whip and be like, can you make some games, please? Like, <laughs> StarCraft, can that happen? Can we not have another Fallout 76 launch? Um, just anything, really, that I, I think it's going to be great to have that. But that is one, one other aspect, I think, that has been kind of not talked about as much in all of this is what, what's going to happen with the Blizzard side. And I will point out, you know, Overwatch at least the original Overwatch, has that cross-platform compatibility. And now with them taking the reins of MLG, here's here's my hot take, my long-distance call, because we've talked for a long time on the podcast about uh, Overwatch League, and it's slowly becoming irrelevant. I think this acquisition is going to lead to MLG picking up and acquiring Overwatch League, and they're going to parlay that into Overwatch League, uh, Overwatch 2's release and kind of consolidate everything, because I just don't see Overwatch League surviving as it is in the next two to three years. You heard it here first. That's a, that's a hot take, especially 
coming from a huge Philadelphia Fusion fan, got a whole <laughs> bar to change the channel and rally behind my man up in Philadelphia, right? Nah, were you were in drunk. Philly? No, we were at a local bar. Oh, okay, my bad. We were just like, yeah. Here you I know, am trying to inflate the story and yeah, I, I messed up it, the it, details. It, so that's okay. You were in a local yeah. bar and <laughs> yeah. man, we'll just pick <laughs> now, Close enough. Yeah, but I, I, I agree. I think that, you know, uh, um, first of all, you know, and we will we'll have a conversation uh, regarding this later, but esports in general has really had its ups and downs. And I think that there is a huge place for centralized esports. Um, I don't know if that's going to be MLG, but it looks the looks the way things are going. That might be the the de facto league moving forward. It was before, you know, there were a lot of things that fell under the MLG banner. And then the individual studios started saying, Hey, we'll, we'll put all, you know, we don't need you. We'll do it ourselves. Right. And now we're seeing a shift in that. So, you know, I, I think it's something that, that as far as, as Activision Blizzard goes with Overwatch 2, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some of these games become exclusives for Xbox and NPC. You know, I honestly wouldn't. I, you know, like we said before earlier in the show, if you're spending that much money and you're not planning on, you know, you know, hoarding it to yourself a little bit, you know, the the results of of what you have bought and purchased, then I don't know why you purchased it in the first place. You know, where was your return on investment in that? respect and it's not going to hurt them to say you know it's, it's released on pc as well and you can get it on xbox you know sorry playstation owners you're not gonna be able to do that but for a game that has yet to be released it's a really great buy you know what i mean like politics aside this is a huge move because it's like look at all these unreleased games that we can have under our banner now like that you know what I mean? Like, let's say 80% of the work is done, 90% of the work is done. You've just acquired something that is super, super fresh to you know to, to, to be completed, and now you're going to give them more assets to complete that, right? Like, just like the Codemasters acquisition, um, you know, when EA took over Codemasters uh last year, you know, they gave them a toolbox of, of things to use that they could and you know improve the game with and I think that that's what we're going to see with a lot of these releases and I wouldn't be surprised if they became exclusives I can uh, agree with you a lot Bruno on your last point there when you talk about Blizzard's recent perception amongst its fans it's probably the lowest it's been since its inception we could we could make that argument right uh and so I think it's a really poignant time that they're being bought out because like you said Bruno if they, they're having issues with some of their storied franchises on these next wave of development and releases of these next these next versions whether it's Overwatch 2 or you know the Diablo 4 you know they're both in these turbulent development processes mm -hmm. well Microsoft has set itself up for success to say well look we're going to acquire yep. them and we're going to be the savior we're going to get them yeah. back on track we're going to help get these things launched and bring these storied franchises these titles back to you and to, to 
play them in the way that they were meant to be played with these next generation of, of releases, along with to bide their time, they could then say, well, we're going to throw like a World of Warcraft or something on the Game Pass right away to get these all the people who are on Xbox who have the Game Pass who have may, maybe never played it before buy buy some time by giving them access to that to give them that time to finish these other titles. And now all of a sudden now you're in a win win situation. I think Microsoft has a really big opportunity here to revive and, you know, be the savior for Blizzard here and get their their storied titles back online. Well, speaking of Overwatch, I think it's time to push the payload to our sponsor, and that is going to be PierceUnlimited.com. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. (laughs) You know, we we talk a lot about the amazing pet. Meow. There you go. Sting it. (laughs) That is poison. What's not poison is their podcast production packages, and that is going to be unintentional alliteration, but it's going to be minimal effort and maximum reach. If you are in the podcast space, or maybe know somebody that's thinking about starting a podcast, Pierce Unlimited has you covered with their amazing podcast production packages. They're going to cover everything from, uh, you know, we're talking about the, the basic setup, the marketing assets, logo production, thumbnail templates, audio, coaching, you name it, Pierce Unlimited has you covered. Stop on by again, that's PierceUnlimited.com and get your free quote today. Why the heck wouldn't you, right? That's it. Pew, pew, pew. You've been waiting. I'm surprised it took you that long to play that one. At least you got the emotional damage out of the way. Yeah, well, that'll come back. Emotional damage. Yeah, for this next segment, right? Our final segment on Sony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me me show you some emotional damage right now, boys. And that's going to be the final segment talking about kind of the, you know, what what should Sony and Nintendo or really the whole gaming industry, you know, there are other other players out there. um, What should their response be to this? And first of all, to preface it, we talked about Sony's stock, I want to bring up what I googled Ooh. today, um, and it's it's a bloodbath, especially when you're talking about a, a publicly traded company. This is not a crypto chart. This is this is Sony. Um, they did at one point they were down. Yeah, those are those are serious womps this time because uh, we saw at one point it's about a nine percent crash when the news came out this morning. As of right now, trading at about uh, and after hours down about seven percent in just the uh, twenty four hours. But then you flip the script right and go over to uh, Activision Blizzard, and holy cow! On the five-day charts, look at that. As soon as the the bell opened there at 9:30, it soared from 65 bucks up to 86 dollars. That is, I'm telling you, that that's that's the kind of thing you see in cryptocurrency. Right. Instead, we're seeing that with just these incredible trades. Microsoft mostly trading flat, but I think the Activision Blizzard side of things tells the tale of a company that had really been embroiled right in in controversy and had been kind of you know uh, up and down on the charts. You can see at one point back in mid 2021, they were trading at about 90 bucks. Before a lot of this controversy started to hit, you can see in November when things really started to get sour. Um, and now they're right back up to right around that, beyond that point where they were kind of treading water there in, in Q2, Q3 of 2021. And so, I mean, Activision Blizzard, you know, they, they're they the winners in this scenario. There's no denying that, especially considering all of just the the huge amount of uh, of conversation and controversy and, and ongoing lawsuits that they're no doubt uh, needing to still settle. But the question becomes, Sony and Nintendo, and I think obviously, Sony is the bigger the bigger talking point right now. Uh, it, on Reddit right now, literally every subreddit is talking about it because they knew it was going to be a conversation point. You know, the PlayStation sub that normally only wants to talk about PlayStation news had a dedicated 
circulated thread that everyone was talking about it. And I got to tell you, it was the first time in a long time that I went in there and I really saw everybody kind of being objectively honest of like, yeah, long term, this is bad. Some takes that it's bad for the gaming industry, but most takes that it's bad for Sony. Mm. So my question for you guys is this, and our listeners as well, I'm curious to hear your your thoughts on this. What should Sony's response to this be, right? We know they're going to be coming out with what they're calling Project Spartacus, their answer to Game Pass at this point. It almost has to be too little too late. Brad's Brad's cracking up right now. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to get to that one. So I'll, oh, I guess man. I'll start with you, Brad. If, if you're Sony right now, you know, you're the PR guy. What is the move going to be to really respond to this promptly? Puppies. Just puppies. Yeah. This, uh, well, yeah. Can we just take a minute and just laugh at the name Project Spartacus? Like, it just sounds more and more ridiculous as we talk about it each time. <laughs> so putting that aside, I don't know. I mean, they have to They have to step out of their norm here, right? Their formula, their strategy has been to double down on their exclusives and really say that they're building an exclusive community of players and games. And you're seeing now Microsoft take an, a completely different approach. It's, we want gaming for everyone and every platform accessible everywhere, right? Well, one of those has a lot of potential and the other one doesn't. So Sony has to do a lot of identity checking here. It's an internal reflection and go, okay, are we going to double down, triple down on who we are and then really have to ramp up those exclusive IPs and really try to establish ourselves as a premium exclusive brand, which will alienate some people, or they're going to have to adopt and adjust and try to incorporate a, a little bit to keep themselves their identity at least true to themselves but a little bit of what microsoft is doing i i don't know what else i don't know what else they could do to be honest i mean or all you got is gta and spider-man that's all you got the options are dwindling right and my my take on this kind of tying into uh, the implications as well as sony is you know they've said for so long and and staunch supporters and and people that stay within strictly within the playstation ecosystem have always said that it's about the exclusives right and that's fine i i, I don't think anybody's denying that that's the major part of their business strategy. But in a way, Microsoft's moves here are kind of forcing them to double down and triple down on that policy there because they're saying, oh, okay, your exclusives are all you yep. need. Well, you yeah. shouldn't mind if we buy out ZeniMax. Yeah. You shouldn't mind if we buy out Activision mm-hmm. Blizzard. Oh, you know, it was a cash purchase, guys. We can keep going, you know, and, and for them to continue to kind of pigeonhole them where at this point it almost has to elicit a response, right? I, I don't see any realistic way that they can just continue to, to, to maintain that that mi- that mindset. Um, and I think one of the problems is you see these companies that are largely, you know, based in Japan, they don't move very quickly when it comes to news cycles or just responding to the market in general. Nintendo is notorious for this, right? They they do their thing. They march to the beat of their own drum. When everybody was out there, t- you know, touting their next-gen consoles and, and VR and that kind of thing, they're out there saying, oh, what about our cardboard pianos that you can make? Yeah, like, yeah. they are it, they are always going to be in their own little world. Um, and I think I think Epic Capture Production sums it up best that, you know, acquisition plus Game Pass plus exclusives equals game over for everyone else, especially when Microsoft's strategy right now is let anybody that wants to stream Game Pass games stream Game Pass games. And, you know, newsflash, that streaming stick is on its way. It's going to be dirt cheap, and anybody with a, a controller and a HDMI port is going to be streaming uh, AAA Game Pass titles for, you know, that $1 to start and then, you know, 15 bucks a month. Oh yeah. You really can't beat it. And you know, that, that problem is going to get worse and worse for them. Um, it's so going to be I, built I guess... right into the TV, Nick. I'm calling it. Calling yeah. it. It's just going to be built right into the TV. We've got 
got we've already got you know smart games i think sony will obviously follow suit and do something similar in that respect to have something that where you can play you know proprietary playstation only games on a sony tv you know they have a, a tv as well and and there's already been talks about uh gaming tvs that are going to be coming out that are supposed to be you know higher and 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 you know frame rate and all these it's supposed to be essentially a monitor but in tv version so yeah. the the ecosystem and i keep mentioning this is set up for xbox to succeed especially with the cloud gaming that is something i know that i uh that is something that nick has been a huge proponent of with stadia and i got news for you that is a game changer right that is a huge game changer for anybody that wants to try these random games to be able to go on and and instantly try it without having to download it being able to stream it and test it out really quickly to see if it is something you want to actually download and i can't help but think back when the uh the i was the president of sony or the ceo one of them basically came out and said i don't understand how uh microsoft plans to to make any money off of the game pass doesn't seem fiscally you know doesn't make fiscal sense in, in our in our book right like it doesn't make sense it's not something that that could make money and sure i i think that's true with with sony's nickel and dime mentality no there is no way for them to make money in sony's mind because they would need to charge for every every little iteration of playstation games from from playstation to playstation 2 to playstation 3 you know what i mean like they're willing to give us some but not all of the cake and that's a problem for gamers especially those looking for those old titles and we've talked about it before regarding digital assets and only being able to play a certain game on a certain console well there you go here's what opens the door if playstation wants to get back actual people onto the console if they want to get someone like me who has decided no i'm not going to need playstation 5 it's just something that's going to sit there they will need to have a game pass equivalent that has every back catalog of playstation games from playstation 1 to current playstation 5 games i shouldn't have to pay an additional uh you know an additional fee for any new exclusives that come to the playstation you know sphere right uncharted should be included don't make me pay 60 dollars extra for that okay playstation like that's all we need and if they could do that which they won't we know they won't it's not gonna happen okay then they would get back the gamers but they're not gonna do it just think about that though, right? That's the minimum they need to do to at least be competitive, right? The challenge you're going to see here is Xbox is either going to make all of those titles from Activision Blizzard exclusive, or they're going to be temporarily exclusive. And then PlayStation players got to play another 60 bucks to buy those titles. There's going to be a financial, you're going to see the dwindling sales for all of these games on the PlayStation side. And all of these people are going to be convinced or heavily tempted to go get an Xbox and get the game pass. And to your point of 
about, oh, like, you know, Sony executives saying that a Game Pass model would never work. Um, I'm pretty sure we just said that they have 25 million subscribers and they're making yeah. 300 million plus, you know, north of 300 million a month. So, I mean, that's constant revenue. That's a constant stream of revenue versus you're, you're, you're seeing the, the ups and flows of revenue based off of your, your IP releases, right? Where you're paying 60 bucks a pot for a game. So I would, I, I can tell you a consistent cash flow is going to win out every day over the ebbs and flows of those game releases. Cause then you're putting yeah. the gun to the head of all your developers to say, let's go. We need another game. We need some more cash flow. We, mm-hmm. we need another yep. game. Turn it out, turn it out where game pass gives people a chance to go back to those original titles and it buys them time because they've got such a library and variety of content that there isn't that rush. Developers can spend time making quality games. It, it, it fosters a culture of development of, of variety. And, and, and I just, I think if PlayStation needs their own version just to stay competitive, but we know that that's not in their, their core identity. So I don't know. I, Nick, I don't know what, what's, what's going to happen before you answer. I got to double down on this, Nick. Okay. Okay. Go for it. The, we, we've, talked about this before up stand back here comes another one here comes the doozy mr grove games is coming (laughs) at you bro okay the the idea of of replayability is also an issue right with an with a model of exclusive games that's that strictly are a, a single player experience it's really hard to continue to make money month after month like you were suggesting brad if you don't have something like this subscription base and you know think about how many people are actually playing spider-man now versus when it came out sure it boasted a lot of numbers in the first week but once everybody was done playing it and beat it you know there's no reason to return to it maybe if you're bored you know but you know honestly the replay value games come from those those the the games that you have to funnel money to in you know month after month battle pass style games Games. And if we've just acquired one of the big ones, <laughs> you know, Activision owns yeah. Call of Duty with Warzone and you start putting exclusive things on there. I mean, well, you know, yeah. you, you, you're going to see people switch. <laughs> and, and, and I just want to preface this for our listeners. Bruno and I are, are very biased Xbox supporters, right? We own Xbox Series no. X's, you know, it if couldn't you couldn't be. tell. Couldn't be. So I, I say that in a way of maybe Nick, Nick neutral. Being, being a little bit more neutral compared to us subjectively is there anything that you can put your head around that would help sony or what's what you the formula you would give sony to to respond here Puppies. No, I think, well, there is puppies. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but I think that might actually might be a winning strategy, Bruno, has been for us. But I, I, I want to say, you know, after all, and Bruno, you said it yourself, I'm not going to take credit for this, but I, I thought about it, but you put it best, which was after all of these years of Call of Duty and their play it first on PlayStation, the turnabout of having it, and you know it's going to happen. Let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> a Call of Duty game day one on Xbox Game Pass. Yep, it's going to happen. And you know they're going to put out a yep. commercial. You know yep. they're going to do it that says play it first on Xbox Game Pass. Wait. There's going to be that one week, two week, maybe one month exclusivity period. And all of these PlayStation owners, I'm not trying to dunk on you guys. I want competition. <laughs> I really do. No one wants that one player that just washes everybody out, right? Competition is always a good thing in almost any space you can think of. But for them to be able to do that and meanwhile as a PlayStation owner, not only do I have to wait a month for the new Call of Duty game or those exclusive maps, but I have to pay full price for it when I finally do get the chance. 
you know what I'm gonna do while I'm waiting? I'm gonna go get the Xbox Game Pass app and just stream the darn thing, like uh, for for fifteen bucks or uh, you know two dollars, one dollar with the trial period. You know they're gonna do it. It's gonna be uh, a, a long time coming, and so that that's why I think it's just gonna be so tough for them to really recover from this. That you're right. They the, what they can say what they want, but they need those ongoing third party franchises with that cross platform compatibility. Your Call of Duties, your your Overwatches, your Fortnites to come in and be a staple of their franchise. You look at platforms like Stadia that the ongoing issue is, yeah, the, the hardware is great, the concept is great, the ecosystem makes sense, but the games just aren't there yet. Call of Duty isn't there, Fortnite's not there, Rocket League's not there, the list goes on and on. It really hurts them in the long term, and so you need that. Exclusives can only get you so far, um, and I, I think it's really gonna hurt them, but yeah, you know, and there there's Epic Capture Productions once again saying um, backwards compatibility, getting their fan base back on track to keep them in. That's all they got. Yep. We know that I let the, the rumors are saying that Project Spartacus or their answer to Game Pass I'm should include Spartacus. some kind of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bruno's sorry. already gotten that shot sorry, in. I mean, I mean, it. yeah, it's there. Um, it, it's just, it's such an interesting landscape and my goodness, guys, I knew we, we only needed one story today. We've already gone way over. Um, but yeah, Bruno, you mentioned puppies and I gotta tell you, that's the place that you want to be because Quit the Build has puppies. I want to point something out here. Our long-term, our hardcore supporters, they should know this already. There's a hidden page on our website, quitthebuild.com slash puppies. That's right. We, it was a little Easter egg we hit. A couple people found it, but if you were listening very closely to one episode, you would have stumbled on this page. This is the PR response for everything. I think we have, uh, what, uh, Doobie, right? We got your, your dog, Doobie, Bruno. Yep, yep that's Doobie. That's Doobie Look right his there. Yep, ball. he loves that, that little ball. It's a breathe right ball so he can... <laughs> <laughs> like that while he's you know huffing around and and trying we, to trying to play. He lives to play. Can we clip that for the next time, please? Can we clip that? Oh man! <laughs> oh, That's there's great. Doobie. What That's a great! Doobie. I tell you, if you're oh, not li- if you're listening to this, then obviously you got to head on over to quitthebuild.com/puppies, and you're going to be greeted with my little dog Doobie. He's there. And what else do we have on the? <laughs> <laughs> on the website, Nick. What oh, else you have, all have we that, got there? <laughs> all that mastered that soundboard, man. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, so of course you got to go to our blog because we have one of your recent articles about how much you've, kind of an inventory of how much money you've spent on uh, video games it's in 2021. Uh, you know, the, the, the money sneaks up, but with Game Pass, you know, that's one way you can definitely uh, save save a couple bucks. And other great articles too, of course, uh, Brad recently talking about the seven Fortnite skins that nobody uses. You might have one in your inventory. Um, and even some uh, throwbacks to some recent articles we had from Terry, Justin, Joel. We've really got the whole QTB crew. That's one of the best things about the blog is you're really getting uh, great content from across all of our content creators. And of course, if you go to our network page, you can see all of our amazing podcasts. Of course, we have Gotta Watch. We have our uh, One Hour, One Decision podcast from our partners, Tom and Chris, the Double DQ Wrestling Podcast. The yeah. list goes on and on. Get on Spotify. Woo! Get you some Beat It. Uh, the new self-titled uh, album is fantastic. Fantastic. So much you can get into. Air horns all around. <laughs> it's all waiting for you at quitthebuild.com. And, and, and Nick, Bruno, you know what really makes all of that go? Our community. Our, hey, our fans. Yeah, our Patreon subscribers. Right. Everyone that subscribes and participates in the community on our webpage. You know, we do this because we love games, but because we love all of you too. And so we always want you guys to participate where you can. Send us an email. Reach out to us. We want you to join our community. If you got any ideas for fun blog articles or anything that you want us to talk about, let us know. Shout out 
us out yeah. on our socials. Where are we at, Bruno? Oh, man, we're on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and we have Instagram, and I don't know if I mentioned that, and we've got Discord. Terry's on the Discord. We're, we're throwing down memes on there, and I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I love a good meme, and there's quite a few from today's <laughs> today's, uh, you know, news. My favorite one being Phil Spencer with the Infinity Gauntlet just smiling away. <laughs> you know, that's such a great one. Um, but man, you know, we are really excited to bring you guys some new content in 2022. We're working on it. Do you guys have anything to say to the masses out there, the millions of people that are listening right now? I'm so sorry. We, we try to keep it under an hour, but we had stuff to talk about. <laughs> It, it was. It's been a long day for us, just nonstop coverage. Hey. I, you know, we had. If there's one episode that we're going to break that boundary, it's today. Hey, man, when when it's been slim pickings at the gaming dinner table lately. So today, yeah. when the when the prime rib of gaming news hit the table, we went back for seconds, and I'm okay. We're with eating that. good. Put away mm. the A1 steak sauce. We're not going to need it today. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, Get us out of here, Bruno. Oh, well, until next time, let me get something going here. I got to tell you, for Nick and Brad, I am Bruno. For Bruno and Brad, I'm Nick. And for Bruno and Nick, I'm Brad. Peace out. What a deal. Hands up. Do we kind of cool? Support for this podcast comes from viewers like you. Visit patreon.com slash quit the build to join the QTB crew today. Mm-hmm.